0: Welcome to the called to serve podcast, an inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Hey everyone, welcome back to the called to serve podcast. I'm Nathan, your host. And if you haven't heard, Max and I have launched some journals. They are the official called to serve journals. They're specific to each mission and they are pretty awesome. If you haven't uh, been writing in your journal or you haven't planned on writing in your journal, uh, we would encourage you to rethink that and really just think about the benefits of writing in your journal. Uh, Elder Richard G. Scott has said to write down in a secure place, the important things you learn from the spirit. And that really could be something you learn in personal study when you're studying the scriptures, that could be something, uh, you know, maybe when you follow a spiritual prompting um, maybe someone was, was giving you, was giving you advice, or you're talking to a family member and something just struck a chord with you. You know, you, you heard the spirit, just write it down because so many times it's easy to forget those things. And if we don't write them down, we, we really will. And so make sure to pick up a journal. Um, so you have one on the mission whenever you need to write down those experiences because you will have them as a missionary and also as a return missionary as long as you're doing your best to stay close to, uh, to God. And so... Without further ado, let's get into this episode. We have a special guest. Her name is Rylan Taylor, uh, coming live from Safford, Arizona. She's been called to serve in the Layton, Utah mission, and it, she's going to be speaking Spanish. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, welcome to the show, Rylan.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Of course, we're happy to have you on the show. Um, our our first question that we, we love to ask, and that's just a simple question of what's your story? You know, what, uh, what led you to decide to serve a mission?
1: Yeah. So, um, it's kind of a long story, but I'm going to sum it up. Um, basically if, uh, like a year ago, you told me I'd be serving a mission, I would have laughed in your face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just definitely in a place in my life where I wasn't making the decisions that I was supposed to. And I think it was probably the farthest I've ever been from God at that point in my life. Um, I was just definitely not doing the things that were in line with what God wanted for me, obviously. Um, I went through something pretty hard around that time that um, kind of pushed me to the repentance process. And it... um, It basically made me think, where do I want God in my life? And what's that relationship I want to have with my Savior? And so I got back on the covenant path and I started uh, moving along and um, getting things back in order and things were going good and I was progressing, but I just felt like I still was missing something. And the question that kept popping into my head was, what can I give my all what can I do to give my all to my savior? Um, and that question just kept popping up over and over and I've never experienced the feeling of wanting to give my all to God and give my all to Christ. And it was the first time in my life that I felt like heavenly father, like, let me lay it all in front of you and, um, guide me to wherever I need to be kind of thing. And so, and I didn't know what to do and I didn't know how to do that. And, um, so it took a lot of praying and all that and then one night I was praying and I was asking that question, what can I do? What can I do? And um I got the overwhelming feeling to read my patriarchal blessing, which I know you've talked about in past podcasts. But
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> they're seriously amazing. Um and I was reading it and something that I skimmed over every time I read it just stuck like stuck out like crazy and It's talking about missionary work, and it's not necessarily like saying, like, you're going to serve a mission, but it was just talking about it. And um, I just got this overwhelming feeling, Rylan, you need to serve a mission. And um, I wanted to ignore that feeling very much, (laughs) (laughs) but um, I couldn't. I couldn't ignore the feeling that I was feeling, and um, it was pretty amazing, but I did try to ignore it, so (laughs) I went to bed. And um, I was like, maybe I'll wake up in the morning and just be like, okay, that was a crazy thought. And like, I was just being crazy or whatever. And so I went to bed and the next morning I went to the temple with my dad to do baptisms. Um, And I said my morning prayers and I I asked, I was like, is uh, was that thought last night? Like an actual, like um, message from you or was it like just me thinking crazy? And so (laughs) went to the temple and I didn't get an answer there,
0: but wow. like,
1: yeah, <laughs> but like 20 minutes after that I did. <laughs> um,
0: there you
1: go. I went out to eat with my dad and, um, I was just telling him how hard I was struggling with like, just the past things that had happened to me and just feeling like I wasn't close enough to God and Christ and how I wanted to give my all to, um, my savior. And my dad and me have this thing where he he always be like, "Ryland, go on a mission," and I'd always be like, "No, dad, stop asking me." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it kind of became a thing of where, like, he did he stopped asking me because it it would annoy me, and I I'd get mad because I was just always like, "I can't go on a mission," and I shouldn't go on a mission, hmm. and it's something I didn't see for myself at all. So for right. a year, he never asked me, and um he's sitting there and I'm telling him all this stuff and he just looks at me and he goes, Rylan, you know, I haven't thought about this in months, but I just feel like I need to tell you, maybe you should think about a m- a mission. And I don't know what emotions he saw in my face, but I, I, he probably was like, Oh, what did I say? Because I completely was just like, Oh my goodness. If that's not an answer, then I don't know what is.
0: <laughs> wow. And,
1: um, I just started crying and I was like, dad, I didn't want to tell you cause I know how you are about me going on a mission, but I got the crazy impression last night that I needed to go. And he was like, well,
0: <laughs> I was right. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we, we started talking about it and in my head, I was still like, maybe this isn't right. Maybe this is just coincidences, which God is not a God of coincidences. <laughs> so,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I that week I, I prayed a lot about it. And um in a span of a week, I had so many tiny miracles that were huge. Um looking back. Um and I looking back, I see God's hand in my life so much during this time. Just from the come follow me, what people were saying in church, for my personal studies, just from like everything, it was all pointing to a mission and to me serving a mission. And everyone around me, like my family and friends, saw it too. And it was just, it, I couldn't deny it kind of thing. And like, even my inactive friend, she just called me out of the blue and was like, Rylan, why don't you serve a mission? And I hadn't told her about it. And I was just like, ugh, I was like, why'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I, I was like, okay, that's my answer. And so I started working on my papers and I, I had them ready in about like two weeks. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then I went to submit them to my state president and bless my bishop's heart. He wanted me to go so bad, but there was some miscommunication. Um, and basically I was told that I couldn't go on a mission at that time. Mm. Um, that I had to wait a year.
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Because of my past uh, trials and stuff like that, that I had gone through. And I was like oh my goodness i was extremely mad i was upset i was sad disappointed frustrated confused because like in my head i was like i'm ready i got this like god told me to do this thing and all of a sudden he's just shutting it like the door in my face yeah i was super like confused and um it it took a lot of learning and patience and understanding god's will and um the story of Esther really helped me during that time. You know, she was asked to do something super hard, um, and the end result could have been awful. Um, right. Yet she still did it, and she trusted God, and she had faith, and she did her part along with that. She fasted and she prayed, and um, God provided a way. And that was such an eye opening story to me, and it's really stuck with me um, throughout this whole mission process. Um, but I waited six months. They decided I didn't need to wait a year, but I waited six months and I finally was able to submit my papers. Mm. And I am so thankful for those six months and I wouldn't take it back for anything because I have learned so much about God's will and waiting. And there were so many things that have happened in these six months that I wouldn't have been able to experience if God didn't make me wait and learn. So yeah, that's how I decided to go on a mission and now I'm leaving and we'll starting at home MTC in two weeks. And so-
0: it's wow! <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's exciting. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing your story.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: I like um, well, I liked a lot about just your experience and what you said. But one, a couple things in particular, um, just that question that you you had in your head was just the the question of what can I do to give my all to the Savior, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you were still kind of thinking about, um, you know. I guess at that point you hadn't decided to serve a mission, right?
1: Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that. Like it wasn't even an option for me. And then all of a sudden it did become an option.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. When you were talking about uh, how like you received the impression to go serve a mission that, that night, and then you, you tried to ignore it. Yeah. Um, the story of Jonah definitely came into my head for a little while there. <laughs> Just when he like, yeah, you got the revelation to go do it, and then he's like, "No, I'm not going to." But the only difference is Jonah didn't go to the temple the next day.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Like, I mean, I mean, of all places you could have gone to try to like ignore an impression, Um, the temple was probably (laughs) was probably the last place. But (laughs) that's where you needed to be. And you know, going back to what you mentioned about the story of Esther, um, you know, there's that famous that famous phrase in there, you know, that she was brought to the kingdom for such a time as this, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you were at the temple for such a time as, as this, you know, you were um, you had to wait those six months for such a time as this, you know, you were meant to be where you are uh, or where you have been. You know, And that's the same for everyone listening. You know, if you're, um, you know, if you're getting ready to serve, if you're, if you were just told you're not able to serve or, you know, someone that is preparing or or whatever you're doing right now, Um, you're meant to be there. You know, there's no, there's like, like, uh, Ryland said, God is not a God of coincidences. You know, he doesn't, things never happen by accident. Um, there's only, there's always a purpose and there's always a meaning to it. We just have to take a step back, almost try to see from that eternal perspective and try to figure out, okay, what can I do with this? You know, this is what, this is where I am for, I'm here for a reason. What can I do? Like, like you, like the question you asked. You know, what can I do to give my all to the Savior? Yeah, so, for
1: sure. And like Esther says in that story, she goes, "If I perish, I perish." It right. Is, I think taking that step, you're like, okay, God, I'm taking this step. Lead me to where I need to be, and trusting that He's gonna make a way for you.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what what happens? What's gonna happen is gonna happen. Yes, exactly. Like, God really he He knows what's best for us more than we do. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like if, if i mean i had a I had a mission companion that would say, "You know if I die, God needs me on the other side." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it' was kind of funny and and sometimes you say it in the wrong context, but like it's true. i mean, if if you know if you're doing all you can to really do to to serve God and to just doing your best, you know, to keep the commandments, like it's all you can do. Really? So that's really cool. Thanks for, for sharing that. Um, so during those six months and in in the time that you've had your call and you've been submitting your papers, what have been some things you've been doing to prepare for, to serve a mission?
1: Um, so of course, like the little things of like reading your scriptures, saying your prayers, um, mm-hmm. going to the temple, I've been able to, uh, work in the temple as an ordinance worker which is
0: that's really excellent fun.
1: yeah but um it took a lot of um, cutting kind of like setting my desires right and in the right place um yeah. be ready for that um like i my dad and me talked about this but like good better and best you know i could be reading my scriptures but am i am i reading them with the intent to get something out of it mm. am i trying best to get something out of it or am I just going through the motions and the routine which is something I'm, I'm two weeks away and I'm still I, I find myself getting in the routine of things and it's just learning that um not to be so hard on yourself but accepting God's grace and and doing my best part and um learning that there's going to be opposition in all things and it's going to be hard but um just preparing in that way of kind of keeping that eternal perspective and trying my best
0: Yeah, no, that, that's excellent. I mean, that's, that's huge. The whole good, better, best thing. Um, And I've talked about this on the podcast before, but um, Max and myself were in the process of writing a book and it's, it's kind of about this very topic, just about how, you know, there's good, there's better and there's best, right? Like, obviously it's good to read scriptures. It's better if you're, you know, reading them with an, with the intent to get something out of it and it's best If you know the exact reason, you know, you know, your reason why, you know, you know, you're, um, you know, you're studying them to teach others or things like that. You know, there's, when you know why you're doing something and you really are passionate about it, it's, it's just so much better because, you know, you know, okay, this is the outcome that I'm looking for. You know, I have this desire to learn this specific principle so I can Teach it better, or 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 something like that, you know.
1: Exactly.
0: And so it's yeah, that's awesome that you've been been working on that. That's that's huge. Thank you. Um, in terms of of those listening that are uh, maybe unsure about you know whether or not they want to serve a mission, um, or or maybe they're just they're they're getting ready to go. Um, what would you what would you say to them? What advice would you give them?
1: Um. Some of the best advice that I got was that, you know, be yourself and like someone somewhere needs you. Um, And if God is like, if you're getting that impression to serve and stuff, like it's for a reason. And there's people and relationships out there waiting for you on the mission that you would miss if you didn't go. And there's those blessings waiting for you. And somebody specifically needs you in that area, you're called to serve. And that's helped me so much. Um, And along with like The whole mission process, it it brings out the yuck in you, (laughs) Um, but it also brings out the best in you, too. Satan knows when you're about to do something amazing, and he's going to try to prevent it at any cost, like Joseph Smith, when he prayed, um... Right before he got the revelation about um, the gospel in the church, you know, Satan tried to overpower him. And it's the same when we're about to do something amazing. You're going to have opposition, but without opposition, there wouldn't be that choice to actually serve and to follow God. So just remember that, like, you're going to have a lot of why you shouldn't serve and why you can't serve. But, like, God sees your divine potential. He sees Mm -hmm. your spirit. And like he will provide a way and it's not gonna be easy, but it's gonna it's gonna be a blessing for sure. And he's gonna refine you and help you along the way if you just trust him and and trust his will and not only need it, but learn to love his will along along the way too.
0: That's excellent. Yeah, something you said really um caught my attention was just to be yourself. I think so many times, you know, people get on the mission and they they try to be this this, some, some idealistic, um, you know, almost a robot type of missionary when in reality, God called you to serve at this specific time at this specific place just for just like what you said, you know, cause there's people that need you, you know, that people, people that need to hear the gospel in the way that you're going to share it with them. Yeah. You know? And I like that you mentioned that um, because it really, it really is, is important to not, you know, you want to lose yourself in the work. Like you want to, to get outside of yourself. Don't be thinking about yourself, but just be natural, be genuine. You know, it's, it's really just about being a better version of yourself. That's really what the mission is, what the mission does. Um, have you, have you seen Captain America, the first one, like the first Avenger?
1: I don't think I have.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm kind of a nerd in this sense, but there's a, there's a quote in, in that, uh, that movie that just, they're talking about that, um, well, basically for those that haven't seen Captain America, the, the way Captain America becomes Captain America, there's like this serum that they use and they inject it in him and he becomes Captain America. And so basically the doctor guy that like the day before he becomes Captain America, he tells him, he's like, the, the serum amplifies uh, everything in you. So like good becomes great, bad becomes worse. And that's not necessarily what the mission's like, but really I'd say in a lot of ways, the mission amplifies the good in you. And so if if you let yourself become a better version of yourself, let yourself change. Don't be stuck with who you, you know, the the person you used to be yesterday or, or the things you've done, but, you know, know who you are, know that you're a children or a son or daughter of God, you know, you're a child of God and just allow him to change you. Yeah. And so, I like how you yeah. Said that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, uh, yeah. I, I just, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a huge nerd. And so I had, I had to draw that parallel somewhere, <laughs> but, uh, but awesome. Well, thanks so much for, for joining us on the show, Rylan. Um of course. Any, any final thoughts before we, before we sign off?
1: Um, God loves all of you guys. Um, no matter what you do, as long as you follow him and, and you try to give your best to him, like he's going to help you. He's going to be there every step of the way. Um, and he's always there for you to turn to.
0: <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much for sharing your story, for sharing your experiences, Ryland. It's been a pleasure. You're going to be a great missionary over in Layton, Utah. And uh, enjoy learning Spanish. It's going to be the best.
1: Thank you so much.